All right, so today I'm excited to have a good friend of mine visit us, uh, have a conversation with us today. Um, Coach M from St. Mary's College, welcome. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah. So she's the associate head coach over there. And uh, the other day, I actually got to uh, interview with her head coach. So, you know, excited to get some um, wealth of knowledge from the both of them. And I think they're going to be um, awesome people to talk to. So um, as we get going, uh, I like to jump right in. Um, and I ask this question. It's probably the hardest question for many people to answer because it's a moment where you get to talk about yourself. And um, what I'm trying to teach here, not necessarily to the coaches that I'm talking to, but to our athletes is the idea that you have to be able and willing to sell yourself, you know, and be confident in that. And I think um, the more we can practice it, the better off that uh, we'll be in the long run. You know, if it, it was our, our male counterparts, um, you know, they'll be so quick to talk about all the great things that they've done and how they can best fit certain positions. So I always give this moment as a chance for our coaches to answer that question. So my first question to you, Coach M, is um, you've done some great things, both playing and coaching. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about some of your accomplishments. For sure. And, you know, it's it's funny. I always get nervous with that question. You, you nailed it. Um, I think as coaches, we always want to focus on other people as well. And, and so it, it definitely is a tough question. Um, I guess I guess I'll just tell you a little bit about me and, and my perfect. past. So that way I could cover that without um, being too direct. Uh, I, I came from uh, Salinas and came out of Salinas and went to Cal State East Bay, played there for four years. And I had the, the best four years ever and a lot of fun. Um, after that, I stayed there for two years and, and, and was able to stay on staff and coach, which kind of led me down this journey that I'm that I, uh, very excited about. Stayed there for two years and, and learned a lot my first two years. And then I was able to go over to Academy of Art in San Francisco under Coach Burnett. And I've been with her since. And we stayed. I stayed there for three years with her. We did some fun things. And it's the, it's the only art school in the NCAA. And we <laughs> took them to postseason. And you know, because she just built a really good foundation and program and I uh, really liked the things that were happening. And she got uh, offered the position at St. Mary's and thank you, thankfully, you know, asked me to come with her and um, just just building the program now and, you know, turning it around and, and we're doing some really fun stuff. Our, our girls are improving every day and it's it's really fun to watch. But I think just the, the biggest, I guess, accomplishments is building stuff and, and seeing stuff grow. Um, yeah. our programs and people and and it's just it's really fun that that part's re really fun absolutely for sure and um I, I know both of these coaches uh, her and her head coach basically because uh, I was a head coach in Notre Dame Dandemir and we actually competed against each other and then I have a new M from uh coaching a little travel ball team uh, NorCal Blast for a minute so we had a little stint there <laughs> so um yeah that's awesome so you know you, you mentioned um that you went to Cal State East Bay. So tell me a little bit about what helped you make that decision to determine that that was a good school for you. For sure, that's a great question. I think I think fits the biggest thing these days too, right? And yeah, and for me, it was just it was just you felt it. You know, I went on a couple of visits and. I, I know I got on a plane one time and I landed and I said, get me back on that plane really fast. <laughs> I knew, I knew that I didn't want to be that far away from home. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of, you kind of 
you you, you kind of just have that gut feeling that this yeah. is this is going to be your home for the next four years and Absolutely. it was interesting i went on another visit the day before going to east bay and i was like oh man i don't know about this one but <laughs> you know and the next day when i went to east bay i just I just knew, like, I got on campus and I saw, I saw the facilities, I saw the the, the classrooms and the school, and the coaches were awesome. So uh, I it just, I just knew that's where I wanted to be. And, and the balance of it was great. You know, I, I played Division Two, and Division One's a grind, right? And and yeah. it's it's a whole different world. Uh, but Division Two, it was, I got to have a lot of fun, and I got to play a lot of fun softball. So that was that was my big. That's awesome. And then I'll, I'll piggyback on that a little bit. What, what, um, what actually pushed you then to want to stay in coach? Um, you know, I was a rec major. <laughs> it just, I, I was a kin major and then I hit physics and I was like, well, not for me. <laughs> so I, I changed my major over to rec and I, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher Okay. And and so I was like, oh, okay, well, well, I also knew that I wasn't really ready to give up softball. And so I just, I was able to teach the game through, through softball. Absolutely. That's awesome. So I don't know, we've been in a lot of uh, social spaces, social media spaces together. And um, we've definitely been in certain webinars and conferences and conventions where, um, you know, it's been women led and it's been like women empowerment and uh, it's been, you know, see her, be her, my, my favorite thing uh, out there right now. And so tell me a little bit why, um, you're so involved in those spaces. Like, what is the what is the role of leadership leadership in women? What does that mean to you? And you know, why you're involved in that? Leadership in women, you said? Yeah, like women being leaders, things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think I think us empowering the next generation is the most important thing. And you kind of touched on it right in the intro of our our male pa- partners. They have no problem, right? Because of the the just kind of the norm, right? Yeah. And so I think I think breaking that norm and teaching our female athletes that they're allowed to do that same thing. Absolutely. That it's not it's not one or the other. They're also allowed to have that platform. So I think empowering our next generation to understand that you're just as equal and you're just as important. Mm. So so it's it is our job to teach them those things and, and create sure. space. So I, I think that just empowering them and knowing that their voice matters and they have an idea like entertain it and explore it. You know, it might not be sure. the worst idea ever and it might make you better. Absolutely. And, and as coaches, we, uh, we definitely get to face so many athletes, so many different women throughout our careers, you know, just in our little bit of six, seven years that we've been in this, you know, how many lives, uh, can we have touched or, or did we touch and which way did we direct them and guide them? And, you know, I had to do a little self-reflection because I feel like um, in the beginning, you know, I think uh, I might have been like not so focused on what they're going to do after this moment, but it, I focus a lot more on like, oh, like my reputation, like we got to win, like we got to do well on the field. But I didn't necessarily start thinking more about them as people, them as humans, them as career leaders, you know, in the world as much. And so you know, I did some self-reflection and that's why I came up with this, this business for the sake of being able to, to, to now be more of like that mentor, that person that's like, Hey, I've been there. I've had these barriers. I've overcome these barriers. You can do the same, you know? And so, um, all on the same lines when it comes to 
reaching your goals and all the barriers that you might have faced. Tell me how uh, having mentors um, has helped you specifically grow to where you are today. Yeah, and if, and if I could just go back to your last question too, okay, yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, I did not do the best job early on, right? And I, and I, I still feel like I'm a young coach. I, I definitely yeah. feel like I'm a young coach. And it, I was reflecting the other day, I'm like, man, I've, I've been coaching for already, you know, I clicked the button of five plus years the other day and I was like, yikes. But I, you know, I still feel like I'm in the first couple of years, but I, I think that as coaches, we're, we're constantly growing. And if, if we don't admit that, you know, we're, we're not being honest with ourselves either. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I think that we all, we all have room to grow. And I think we all are doing a little bit better job, especially with what we're facing to, in today's world, right? And like, we're, we're all trying to be a little bit better and, and take care of each other uh, a little yes. bit better. Um, Absolutely. But, but, as far as, but as far as mentorship, I, I think it's so important. And I think, I think finding mentorships as far as within your sport, but also outside of your sport and, and younger, older, whatever, whatever the variety can be is so important because people have so many different mindsets. Right. And, and we, we see that, but you know, one of my, one of my best mentors is a teacher. She, she's an elementary school teacher. And it's like, you know, kindergartners can teach you a lot. <laughs> so, so mentorship is huge. You know, coach, she's been a huge part, part of my uh, coaching yeah. journey. And, and obviously I've been with her for a long time. So so definitely I've learned a lot of things. And um, I think that the other program is the NFCA does a really, really good job of just pairing you with different, different coaches at different levels as well, you know, and, mm. and I've had a, a few different mentors through that, which, which are great. And, and the sport of softball is so amazing because people always want to share. Yeah. They want to help. And, and yeah, you may go compete on the field, but, but off the field, they really do want to, other coaches do want to help you and they want to see you grow because just like we're trying to teach the next generation, they're trying to teach us to, to follow in the footsteps. So yeah. mentorship is, is huge. And, you know, our young athletes, they can, they can find that within other teammates. They can find that in, in athletes at other schools. They can, they can find that in their teachers. You know, yeah. it, it's, it is important to seek those people that are willing to, to help you grow. And, and I know that was a thing on the, the we coach uh, conference as well as, you know, a bunch of people were like, man, fire me up. Right. It's like, you want those <laughs> people in your life to make you better. So yeah, I think it's huge. <laughs> that's so true yes um the fire part is absolutely i think um it amazed me because um i know some of you guys are young that are listening to this or that will listen to this so you might not know um as much about you know sue inquis but um she is probably um the one of the best coaches in, in women's softball and in women athletics and women leadership that I've, that I've come across. And, um, you know, it's awesome that like, and she's doing presentations to thousands of people and on her presentation, she's giving out her phone number, like, you know, telling us to actually reach out, like that's unheard of. And it's, it's, uh, it's so awesome to see that they care just as much as we care and they want to make sure that we then do the same. So that's amazing. Um, and girls too until, until the end. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I would think also, um, I'm doing, uh, I'm getting my PhD. And so we are talking a lot about, um, homogeneity, which is basically the idea that people hire people that look like them. And so some of the trends that are happening and the reasons why our female athletes are not, or our female coaches are not getting the opportunity to be leaders in administration and, and even as head coaches is because, the people before them um, were men or their bosses are men. And a lot of times they tend to hire the people who look like them. And so um, the other thought of, of mentorship is the idea that, hey, 
if we can build this roundabout connection where, hey, I know somebody that does this, or I don't know somebody, but I know Coach M knows someone. Let me see if they can hook you up with this because I want my athlete to work here, or she wants to do this, or she wants to work in tech, or whatever. So um, the overall goal eventually with Leadership Athletics is as we move into college athletes as well, at some point down the line, that we're then creating the uh, that 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 handoff, that connection to then help them with their careers and things like that. So that's a, a long-term goal, but I want to build this network, you know? And so um, I agree, mentorship is very, very important um, for many reasons, but that's definitely one of them. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, tra- like transitioning from high school to college. Um and so maybe if you can give us uh, one thing or two things that maybe uh, was a hard transition for you from high school to college and how did you kind of work through that? Oh man, I had to do laundry for the first time, <laughs> like I had to feed myself. It, it, it's rough and, and you know, you go from your environment with your parents taking care of you, whether that be your parents together or separate, but you mm-hmm. have somebody that if you forget your your glove, they're going to go get it, right? Yeah. And, and I think when you get out of high school, you think that the world is yours, right? And, and you have everything figured out because you're 17, 18 years old. But, you know, your ID is still vertical. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I think, I think just uh, the struggle of really trying to figure yourself out and, mm-hmm. and figure out how to do this thing called life and yeah. figure out, you know, your right and wrongs and your values. I think, I think that was kind of a, the challenging part for me, which, you know, I'm still figuring out you know, but, but I think, I think, um, just trying to figure out how to wake up on time and, and get where you get to where you need to be is, is the struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that is the truth, um, in so many ways. And so, yeah, I, I would say your values also continue to, to grow and develop over time. And, um, but I do try to, in our program, spend some time with our athletes working on like personality tests and personality types and behavioral skills and strengths. Um, but along the same lines, understanding your why and, and your values, because I do believe that this is a driving force to how we move about life is what are the things that are important to us and why do we make certain decisions? And a lot of the, a lot of the things that we do versus on our values are um, very instinctual driven. So, you know, recognizing that, Hey, like, I do this because I want to make sure that my parents are proud of me, or I want to make sure this is happening because I value that so much. Um, and I'm just going to tell a little story real quick, just because why not? Uh, <laughs> but I, um, I talked to a client yesterday that, I, that I'm going to bring on most likely. And, um, you know, I've actually coached this, this person and um, I've probably been in her life the last two or three years. Um, but I got on a call with her, you know, because it came about business, about actually being a part of my program. And I would ask her questions like, you know, hey, well, tell me why you want to play softball in college. Like, tell me what the reason for that is. And <clears throat> every question that I would ask, she was really quiet and she was really like unsure of herself, uncertain, right? Um, but it didn't, I didn't find out until the end of the conversation when I told her parents like, hey, I want to bring you on as someone that like is like my beta test. Like I want you to be the person that kind of walks in the program, make sure that it goes the way that it wants to go. And I'm not going to charge you anything but the coverage of the personality test or whatever. And all of a sudden, like she perked up. 
And so what that told me, and I said, you know, so here's what I think happened. I think that you thought that I was going to get on here and charge your family a bunch of money. And you recognize that your family is in this situation, probably not doing the best right now with COVID. And so you have this unintentional response to like, oh, let me just put up these walls. Don't answer these questions because I don't want to put my family in this binding situation because I want to be a part of this, right? And so once I said that, she was like, oh my God, that's so it. And then she started answering my questions, talking to me. And those are the things that we're trying to, we're trying to dig from our athletes is those moments where let's, let's dig through what that actually feels like, what that looks like, how can I overcome them? And so it, it was powerful to actually like see happen, you know? And so I'm looking forward to that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what about when it comes to your players coming into your program? Like, what are some things that, or just in general from high school to college, what are some things that you're seeing as a coach that you've had to like reteach or adapt to because they, they don't know it or they don't have that trait yet? I think I've, I've had a, personally, I've had to adapt to how smart this generation is. You know, mm -hmm. I think that I'm going to, I'm in that middle group, right? I'm not like an old coach, but I'm not a yeah, young coach, yeah. but I, I fell into the category pretty early on saying, you know, these kids these days, right? But <laughs> they're they're much smarter than we give them credit for and yeah. and they can teach us so much more. You know, like the other day, the other day I was trying to fiddle with this app and one of my athletes did it in 5 seconds and I was like, <laughs> "All right, that's fine. You know, they're they're the generation of of technology, but I think that we as coaches need to do a better job of adapting to them to learn how to teach them better Ooh, yeah. rather, rather than just saying kids these days. Right. And that's something yeah. that, you know, I wasn't good on uh, early on as well, but we need to do a better job of, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? We need, we need to do a better job of adjusting to the way that Gen, Gen Z learns and, yeah. and to, to each practice, each training and, and how they're going through life because they did grow up with all the technology. And I think that we, we hit it, we hit the heart, the heart of it later on. Yeah. So, you, know, they, you know, we have toddlers that pick up a phone at less than a year old, you know, and, and yeah. snake, you know, in high school. <laughs> so we just need to do a better job of adjusting to, to the way to teach Gen Z and, and be yeah. better about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you think about, is there anything that, even if it's outside of athletics, anything that you believe um, we could equip our high school athletes with like things that you'd want to see from them when they get to you, anything you could think of? I think giving them a voice, I think our, mm -hmm. our like in the high school level, if we can teach them to be more curious yeah. rather than do as I say, right? So at the high school level, if we, could, if we could have coaches just ask ask them more, why did you do something rather than like, oh, you need to get in front of the ball or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. If we can teach them to articulate themselves a little bit better and, mm -hmm. and see the game rather than um, rather than just give them drills and do it this way or, or whatever. Yeah. But I think being able to articulate themselves a little bit better and, and give them that voice, I think yeah. that, would, that would be a pretty good starting point. I think that is crucial. Um, and I think you hit on the on the nail on the head. And and I think a lot of coaches that are coaches now are right in that bubble where some of them have grown up in Generation Z and some of them still have been have been um, taught from coaches who are definitely not in Generation Z where it's uh, the do as I say and not as I do. And the, this is the way it's going to be and, you know, my way or the highway type mentality. So, you know, I know I had a coach where um, I was grateful because uh, when I first got to college, my coach, I felt like didn't care as much. Right. And so when I got a, another coach mid year through mid midway through my, my college career, he was very like, 
structured to the point, disciplined, like we're out there helping with the field. We're out there like pulling up grass, like we're, we're doing everything, pain in the fits, whatever you could think of. And so he gave me this discipline mindset. And I think that I went into coaching kind of with that mindset. Um, and so I became that coach that was a lot like that for a long time. And, you know, having the moment opportunity to adjust is, uh, amazing and, and I'm grateful for it. And so now, you know, I just got to get past people like what they see at surface level, but <laughs> we're working on that next, but. Sure. And, and there's still, don't get me wrong. There's still room for discipline and there's still room for accountability, Absolutely. but, but, you know, I was listening, if I could just add this too, I was listening to a, uh, like a podcast the other day and I wish that I could remember what it was to, to give it credit, but the lady that was on there was talking about how we like millennials wanted to to go into our sport and we respected our coaches until we lost trust in them. Right. Whereas this next yeah. generation, they don't trust you. They, don't trust they, you. they need to earn that trust with you. Right. And so I think the discipline and the accountability and all that stuff comes, but you need to build the foundation first. Ooh. Right. We just kind of, we just kind of gave that foundation yeah. um, with our generation. Right. Uh, but once so you true. once you have that, you'll you'll see them. You know, our team our team rakes the rakes the field. Our team cleans the bin out. You know, that that doesn't mean just because they're a different generation, they're not going to do those same things. It just it just maybe took us an extra month to get there, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure, for sure. Well, my my business is called Leadership Athletics. Um, leadership is such a buzzword, such a big word. Um, when, when you think about leadership, what are some things that come to mind? Uh, what kind of traits do you think about? Uh, I think I think owning yourself, okay. owning yourself and, and empowering others. I think that it, in leadership, if we can be our best selves and always teach ourselves to, to get 1% better, as Sue talks about, right? Yeah. If we could get a little bit better every day and empower others and be, be just better humans and being open-minded, that's that's a big part. Absolutely, for sure. And, and can you tell me? Do you learn? Do you think you can learn that, like through the sports, through sports and athletics, or is that something you learn outside of that? Definitely through sports. I, th I think it's funny. You know, I was at Trader Joe's, and I'm like, you definitely didn't play sports. To a couple of people that I see doing things, um, <laughs> but but it it every sport, even individual sports, will will teach you something, right? It teaches you. The biggest thing in my in my opinion is failure recovery. You know, yes. we have to be great at failure. And and yeah, softball is a failure sport and that's what it's known as in baseball. But every sport has failure. Yeah. It's just very on the spotlight in baseball and softball. Yeah. And so it's it, there's definitely um sports definitely teaches you a ton of, of leadership skills. And I, and I think you're a leader, right? You're you're putting this together and you're empowering other people and, and you're doing yeah. a great job. You know, awesome. leadership is all about showing other people how to how to do brave things. Absolutely. Um, and so when I think about that, um, I go kind of to the idea of confidence a little bit because I did a, a like a webinar the other day or a couple of weeks ago on, um, you know, the top three things I feel like a, a student athlete needs to boost their confidence. And and so number one was understanding your why, you're basically the values piece to it. Um, but number one is like, uh, uh, trust in your preparation. So the idea that you're changing your mindset when it comes to failure, but you're thinking more of on the process versus a performance uh, outcome basis, um, thinking more about, you know, I stuck to the routine of getting up at six o'clock every morning to do my workout, you know, like I made sure that I did my homework at night to make sure that my grades are right. But it's those types of things. And number three was have a hype woman, right? It's someone who's going to be behind you by your side, unbiased, 
push you to, to, to new heights, right? Empower you, um, but also hold you accountable. Um, so when you think about confidence, uh, you know, what do you think having confidence does to give a, a program an advantage? Oh, confidence is huge, right? <laughs> like confidence is everything because maybe you're having the worst day of your life and going over a hundred, but if you're confident, you're going to get in that box and, and have the opportunity to do some That's damage. Great. Right. Yep. But, but confidence in a program is, is important, but you have to build it. Right. And you have to do all those things, those three things that you just talked about. And I think, I think uh, Kobe taught us that, right. Kobe, yeah. Kobe has, has put the footprint on, on waking up and, and having the grind and, and the grind be the dream, right. Yeah. Doing yeah. the hard work and, and preparing yourself builds that confidence. I think what happens is sometimes we build false confidence. Mm. You, say you maybe you're in the box and, and you hit a ball and it just happens to bloop through the infield. Oh, I got a base hit. Well, you just kind of got lucky, right? <laughs> but yeah, you live on that, you live on that hype and you get the confidence from it, but that's, that's not a successful process to result, right? Yeah. Your hard work is going over life and hitting the cages and getting some front toss and looking at your video and then getting that line drive that maybe gets caught by the shortstop. Yeah. That's a good confidence. That's, that's where you get that good confidence, I but confidence it. is so important. And, and you see people speak up and stand a little taller when they're confident. Absolutely. Um, any, any advice for how our athletes could build confidence? I don't know if that, you know, there's anything you would add to that, but any way you think. I think you just got to love yourself. You just got to mm. know that you're doing the right thing. You got to love yourself and, and just keep going and, and learn how to deal with failure. If you can't deal with failure, you can't be confident. There's no, you can't sustain that. So you gotta, you gotta learn how to get back up when you get knocked down. And you know, if you strike out a hundred times, don't strike out 101 times. <laughs> I love it. Be determined, be determined. But I, I think as far as learning how to build that is you gotta, you gotta love yourself first and learn yeah. how to deal with some failure after that. I love that. Love yourself. Um, and, and the reason why I love it is because I feel like um, that's huge. You know, I think that that's something that sometimes we love what we do, but we don't love who we are. And, and I think it's partly because sometimes we don't know who we are. And so um, I think that's that's huge. And so along the same lines of that, kind of on the same lines, is that is that you know, I feel like uh, parents can kind of play a part in in directing the things that we hold as standards and expectations for ourselves, right? And I believe that, you know, in, in every, probably every sport, but I see it a lot in softball is that the fact that, you know, some parents unintentionally or intentionally um, will put so much on the fact that like, my my daughter is doing this or my daughter is doing that. And a lot of it is very much, uh, performance outcome based. Um, any advice for our parents for uh, ways that we can kind of get them to think outside of that and maybe start to praise our athletes as as being uh, great human beings and things like that? Yeah, I think I think you just touched a really huge <laughs> subject. You know, our our parents of the youth. I think it, you know I don't have kids, so I'm just yeah. going off of what I see. But yeah. I think that they do it with good intention. They do right. put the the pressure on their their child with good intention. And, and I don't think maybe they follow up with the, their kid, right? They're, they're maybe coming down on them and, and want them to do really good things because they want their child to be successful. Mm -hmm. But when they're, when they want that path for them is, is their kid where they need to be right now? Are they having mm -hmm. fun doing what they're doing when they're eight years old? 
when they're getting the pressure of, I need to have a college scholarship. Yeah. You know, they probably just want some ice cream. <laughs> and so, so I think, I think the parents do it with good intention because they're, our, our, our brains are older. Right. And so we can see how to develop a process and how, and how, you know, what is my life going to look like in 10 years? Right. But our, our kids, you know, our seven, we talked, you, you talked earlier about how we had the little travel ball team, right? <laughs> they, they just wanted to scream and jump around and, you know, hit stuff all the time and give each other hugs. And, and that's what, that's what the kids want. They don't want that, that yeah. pressure of, you know, I, I need to be a doctor when I'm 40 years old. Right. Yeah. So, but I think that, you know, my advice for parents is, is have fun with them. You know, like obviously do your parent duties and making sure that they stay out of trouble and X, Y, and Z, but, but have fun with them. You know, like if, if you see those little YouTube videos of a kid hitting a home run off a tee, like that dad went wild. right? (laughs) And so, and so, yeah, you're not going to expect that from your kid every single time that they hit a ball, but celebrate that with them. Right. And, and instead of telling them everything wrong they did in their game, you know, praise them for, for the things that they did well um maybe subconsciously work on those things with them because you can do that but but teach them how how to love things and 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 things like that yeah for sure for sure that answered yeah it did it did you did a great job (laughs) you threw out the word success in there um and uh, um i'm just curious if we could provide um some ways that we can praise certain successes that are not performance-based. Um, any, any suggestions to, to other ways to look at success besides I hit a home run today? Um, what, 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 uh, what, anything on that? For sure. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we do in, in our program. I work with our hitters, so that's probably why I've talked a lot about hitting analogies. But as far as, as mo- uh, gauging your success, we focus really heavily on quabs, right? And, and everybody knows the quality at bat is really highly talked about. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. <laughs> I just have really found this thing that I love, and I think that we can apply it to make some of our athletes better. And so we get so pumped for someone if they strike out and have went nine pitches deep. Oh, I it's like, it. yeah, you struck out and your batting average went down, but guess what? Your quabs went up. And you have a ton of data to come back and share with your teammates. So you're doing a really good job yeah. um, and you're probably not going to strike out the next time because you learned so much off of your first at bat. Right. Absolutely. But, but I think, I think allowing there to be more than option A or B in something so small of a, of a skill. I think there's, there's a lot of A and B answers out there. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think we're measuring um, success in sport. We need to broaden a little bit and have a better process and kind of really know what your goals are. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be upset with somebody that has popped up three balls that has really been struggling, you know, maybe, maybe they, they've been uh, struggling with a a drop ball or something like that. And and they've made that drastic adjustment and fouled it off and it looked really bad, but they touched the ball. We're going to be excited. Absolutely. We're going to be excited. So I think, I think knowing our goals and creating a process for that really helps us, us realize what, what our success is going to look like rather than did you hit or did you not hit? Yeah. I, I love that. Okay, that's awesome. A uh, few more questions. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, let me know if this is against any rules. We will not answer it. But just any any uh, any things that uh, you would say is like one of the like the best things about being a part of your college. Not not necessarily about your program, but about your school. Anything that uh, like what's one of the best things about going to St. Mary's College? Everything. 
yeah, I don't want to touch too on recruiting yeah. at all for the rules, but I think St. Mary's is an amazing uh, school and our basketball program is fun to watch. Okay. Uh, but but St. Mary's is really small and, and I love it. And people say hi to you on campus. Yeah. And, and it's just a really beautiful campus. I, I love it. I love that yeah. our facilities are getting upgrades. I love our admin is, is pulling for upgrades and support. So yeah. I, I love where, where I'm at and good. it's a, it's a really cool school to be at. That's awesome. And they do a lot of good things. If any of you guys are not following them on social media, you should, because I see a lot, they're doing a lot of amazing things. You know, like there's like a, a breakfast club or something you guys do and you got a, now a new scoreboard and I can see a lot of the interaction. It's, it's awesome to see. Uh, so, so that's, that's amazing. Um, so two more questions for you. Uh, number one, if you can give yourself advice when you were younger, that would help you now, what would you give, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, what advice would I give myself? That's a, that's a, a tough question. Um, care less about what others think about what you do. I think that you need to figure, figure out what you're doing to, to be a good person yeah. and other people's opinions don't pay your bills. So, so just really focus on you and are you taking care of yourself and your family and, and by family, I mean your friends and those people close to you as well, but yeah. take care of those that take care of you and you don't need a thousand followers. Um, you know, that's always fun and great to, to be around the hype, but, but you need those people really close to your heart to make sure that they're mm. taking care of you. I love it. I love it. And the final question is, um, I believe wholeheartedly in our athletes being destined for more um, than, and destined for more than just being a college athlete, just being a, an athlete in general, um, just being a woman. I, I think that there were so much, were so, they're destined for so much more. I also think that there are so many ways that we can own our power in the world. And I always, I always believe wholeheartedly in the fact that like, hopefully the things that I'm doing are going to help them do the, do that, you know, own their power in the world, whatever that power is. And so give me one trait that you believe um, every female athlete should have to own her power in the world. A voice. I think, I think a voice and, and so many people are breaking those barriers. Um, and and it, it's a great, it's a great skill to have, but gaining that voice takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. But I think I think all the things that you're you're doing with your business and, and teaching them how to do are all going to be important. I'm, I'm missing a million things on in quality traits, but just learning how to be a leader and that doesn't always mean being vocal. Sometimes that does mean being silent and getting yeah. your job done. But but having a good head on your shoulders really helps that and and does empower other people around you. But being a good teammate overall, I think is the best the best quality. Awesome. I love it. Well, that is all I have. So I thank you so much for joining me and, uh, you know, look forward to catching up and seeing how the season goes. Good luck. Um, so thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing all of this. I, I know that you're making so many young athletes lives much better. And I think that you will give them that voice and, and I think you're doing great things. So, so congrats to you with everything you're accomplishing and you're doing great things too. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>